This is Lost in the Groove. Where we have really awesome and meaningful conversations week after week. Things that matter to you. But anyway, I mean, we were um, we were kind of touching base on this before. We were talking about uh, poverty specifically here in the U.S. So, you know, how does this exactly work with decriminalization of drugs? It's a great question because there's so many different ways of looking at it. You can either look at it as you have homeless people that have drug addiction problems because they're homeless. So then you have to ask yourself the question, is it – because the fact that they're homeless that's the problem that's why they're on drugs or another way of looking at the situation is we have put these people in a condition where they live in the streets and they have no other way of keeping themselves alive straight sober whatever whatever goddamn word you want to use i mean look average people aren't sober nobody's nobody's sober no i'm high uh, all the time <laughs> i mean you know people, people people use consciously or unconsciously all kinds of things some people can maintain their lives for some people out there um some horrible shit has happened to them that is, that can make it to where there is no recovery Right. If you have no living relatives that could help you that are near you, you're on your own. And oftentimes that's what happens to some of these people. They're on their own. Um, and uh, not all of them are addicts. We got to we got to make that clear. But poverty, just uh, where we are today, um, doesn't just uh, focus on the fact that there are people on the, living on the streets. The reality today is that things are getting so damn expensive. Inflation is awful. Um, and the circumstances are so fucked that people are ending up there who were once sheltered and fine and were able to survive for the most part. But you know, they're used as scapegoats. This is the other very big issue is when we had – see, I'm from New York, okay? And you might have heard this. You might have remembered. You remember the K2 epidemic that happened like the early 2000, like 2010s? Uh, if anybody's not aware of, K2 is a synthetic cannabis. It's extremely potent. It's extremely dangerous. That shit will fuck you up. But anyway, it was really bad in New York. <laughs> and they were blaming minority homeless for the problem. They kept on blaming them. They're like, oh, yeah, those black homeless people over there. Yeah, like on Morningside living in the streets. Yeah, they're causing the K2 problem. So. Yeah, it's not, it's not the importers. It's, no, it's like you're blaming people that literally live on the streets. Like they got no roof. Like you mentioned, like no family. They're on their own. What do you expect them to do? Like, what do you expect a de desperate person to do when they have nothing to turn to? Just to twiddle their thumbs and sing, you know, I don't know, happy days be merry? Like, is that what we think? Is, is that, like, the bullshit we want to believe? 
well, I think at least from where I am on this side of the country, um, we, we see these people and we say, gosh, I don't want to be this person. And so we have to, we have to run faster on the, uh, on the rat, uh, the, in the rat race and the, um, what do you call it? The hamster wheel. Gavin Newsom is a genius. He's like, how am I going to make these right. mother? How am I yeah. make these motherfuckers work hard? Let's get more homeless people. Bring them in from Louisiana. Get them more trucks. <laughs> get them all in LA. Fuck's sake, man! It works. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. And uh, I mean, that, that's some of the thoughts I've had in the past. Just realizing, I see these people and I say it's fucking gone awful, and all their circumstances are different. I've, I've known people who are on the streets for over ten years, and that's the lifestyle they prefer. And maybe there is some substances involved, uh, but um, not all of them are like that. And of course, we have just again, we have people that are ending up in this position today, who just a year ago. We're maintaining just fine. Let's say two years ago, right? Because it's been two years since um, this bullshit started. Um, and, Man-made uh, disease. <clears throat> <laughs> I got something stuck in my throat. I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Don't worry. They know I'm not my, worried. They, they know where my number is on my door. It's okay. So, yeah, that's that. That's really tough. And I think that's a, that that's affecting every person who um, isn't north of quarter million a year. Even people at quarter million a year are sometimes living paycheck to paycheck. That could be choices where you want to live, what you want to drive, what you want to eat, how often, uh, you know, what are your pleasures. So I mean, I'm in I'm in the sixty percent, by the way, with my new job. Of what? I'm the sixty percent. I, I make about $35,000 a year now. That's um, horrible. Yeah. You still make more than I do. Yeah, but, I'm, <laughs> but I was talking with a, a friend of mine. His name is John. Uh, we, I know him from game nine. I go there every single Wednesday. We were talking about this and, you know, him and I, we both like worked to get to the 60%. You know, now we're making, and it's still shit. And he said it beautifully. He's like, it's like they pull the carpet from us, man. That's what yeah. it is, you know? And then you just got to yeah. make sure when the steers car- start going up and up and start disappearing, you're not behind it. See, that? that's the thing. You got to keep on going up the steps even though you're not going anywhere. Well, that's yeah, that's the hamster wheel. That's the rat race. Um, we're all, we, we all are in it in one, in one form or another somewhere in this chain. Uh, and it's becoming increasingly difficult to chain gang. Uh, yeah, it's in, in, increasingly difficult to keep up with it. Uh, average person is uh, just making enough to survive. But guess what? Two years ago, that was it was the same story. So you fast forward two years later, though minimum wage is going up, you see the skyrocketing cost of everything. Um, uh, you know. Years ago, I would have said, yeah, man, I agree, tax consumption, but reduce taxation in other places. Um, and though uh, there is something to that, that it could work um, to, uh, to drive extra revenue where it might be dialed back in some other areas. 
why I even considered this to be a good idea was the fact that like, you know, hey, you want to consume more, you're going to have to pay more for that. Nobody's forcing you to consume. See, every time. I mean, at least non-essentials, that is. Yeah, but it's it, you do realize it's every single time you have some type of change. See, when you ban shit, when you criminalize something, when you put a label on something, what happens is you're giving power to this. So you have some fat white dude that's probably in his 70s, lives in North Carolina or fucking Kentucky. I don't really care. And they get up on a podium talking about the change. Now, remember this. This dude never saw a black person, an Hispanic person, an Armenian, or whatever the fuck kind of person in his life. He was surrounded by white dudes his whole, his whole entire childhood. And he just gets up there and he's like, we can't do this anymore. This needs to be banned. What the hell do you know? Oh, well, I mean, it goes up to a vote, doesn't it? And then, oh please! So, oh come now! No, no, no! I mean, let's let's think of it that way. Um, you, a person can make a suggestion or run on a um, on a specific issue that they feel is uh, critical, and that they may get votes for that idea. People vote these morons in. I mean, look at uh, I think his name is George Gascon. Oh my God. I think he's the I think he's the district attorney for uh, for California or for L.A. I don't remember. Forgive me. Um, but no, one, he's one. Of, yeah, he's, he's one, he's of, one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the shit he's been doing is God awful. It's really affecting our communities um, in, a, in, in a real quantifiable way. You can see it. Um, but uh, that's what happens. This guy, this guy ran telling people what he was going to do. They voted for this shit. But as soon as it starts affecting any specific person who may have voted this way, oh, now now it's not okay. I only voted this way because I didn't think it was it was ever going to matter to me and where I live in my community. Jesus. Well, you may have these beautiful ideologies of what the world should look like, but yeah, yeah but uh, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta be sensible. They, I mean, they, they voted this moron in and crime is through the roof. People give no fucks about any type of crime because they know they're not going to be held uh, accountable for the crimes. That's what this guy passed. It's interesting. I was watching a video. Uh, I, we spoke about this. Um, I think it was on The View. I don't remember. Um the video was about a group in uh, British Columbia, okay? They basically give out clean drugs on the in streets. Columbia. In British Columbia, yeah. Oh, no, Brit- British Columbia, okay. British Columbia. Uh, and they give out clean drugs to people on the streets. Yeah, man. And Is it working? He said that the rate of suicide, the rate of high overdose with no chance of survival and all of that have completely diminished. So they're giving as in for free or they're charging money? They're giving them for free. So there are people that, for example, are getting like, I don't know, cocaine, crack, whatever the stuff is, but it's 
cleaned. Like they clean this stuff. You know, there's no way to get clean crack. I'm just so, throwing. So I'm hopefully, just, I'm just throwing drugs at it as example. I'm just saying, like, so typically, I'd say it's probably heroin. Some legal form of heroin. Had, uh, they were talking about Molly, meth. No, not meth. Uh, it was heroin, Molly, cocaine. There's one other one that I can't even pronounce, but you might look at it as like these people are nuts. Like, what the hell are they doing? But another perspective is we are of substance and we are of chemicals and people do drugs. People drink, people smoke. That's why I said it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like if a person wants to do heroin again, I'm not telling anyone to do heroin. All I'm saying is I would prefer to live in a world where if a person would need to get heroin, at least it's clean. So if something happens, he can get help and not fucking die on the way to the hospital. I mean, that probably has a whole separate agenda altogether. Yeah, Um, I know. So, who? I mean, I don't know. Reminds me of the Georgia Guidestones. But whatever, that's... Different story. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do like one of those thriller podcasts, and they're like, and the knife went up to be continued in three (laughs) weeks. I'm like, what? Don't no. The Georgia. I mean, everybody knows about the Georgia Guidestones. I mean, you you type it in, you'll see it. It's a real place. Somebody bought the land a long time ago under a fake name with a corporation behind it. Lots of money was spent. Um, and nobody has any fucking clue who built it, but there's uh, uh, rules about how the world should govern itself. Uh, and the ideal population, I think, was I don't know, something stupid. 20 million, 100 million. I can't remember. Um, so that's why I say it's kind of a whole nother thing. But uh, whatever. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't it's, think it's a good thing to say that, like, oh, yes, you know, sure, they're okay with people dying left and right from whatever. I think what has happened is we did not realize of how much. So put this into perspective. How long have we been in industrial society? Uh, mid to late 1800s? So, a little over 100 years, give or take. So, that's 100 years of us living the way that we're living now. You know, slowly growing and progressing and getting better and better and better. You have to remember also, there are many organizations that they originally started out with a plan, like a great idea. They're like, oh my God, we can revolutionize this. But then the people that came after them was like, we can make this a consumption. We can make this a commodity. And it just continued from there. Domino effects are very hard to fix because it keeps going. I I mean, you can – it's very – the end of this this behavior is – typically greed so unless you get you find a way to get rid of greed the dominoes will continue to fall because that's what initially drove those individuals to realize oh you have these things that are consumables and you know we can 
if we can control these, we can make a boatload of money in one form or another. It's great. And so, yes, that continues to drive civilization. Uh, getting back to that point of uh, British Columbia, I mean, so yes, chemical, chemically driven a species, um, biologically um, uh, uh, impossible to get away from. So everybody seeks some kind of stimulation. Is uh, Are the leaders of British Columbia right or wrong? We won't know for another 10 or 20 years as we see what happens to their society and how it affects even children growing up within those communities. But we've seen, you know, look at, um, look at Scandinavian uh, countries like Norway. Norway barely has any crime. Like That's great. Barely any. And their prisons are designed to help people. So yeah, for, person, for reform, real, real, real reform. like reformation, like they put them through programs, either doing art or learning a new system, like even like working with computers. That's right. In Norway, prisoners are allowed access to computers. I mean, because they probably figured out and there's a great TED talk out there about it. They probably figured out, hmm, you know, there's enough data in science that suggests um, it's it's better uh, if you're trying to rehabilitate an individual. It's better to do things that might empower them rather than restrict them. So what do we do here? We slap them with felonies. And after they do their time, they get out. We hand them 100 bucks at the bus station and they're on their own. Like, whatever. Go do, you know, go do whatever. Um, Whatever you did inside the system doesn't easily transfer over. You might have to get lucky. There are uh, there are companies that might hire you, but oftentimes the wages are garbage. And again, prices of everything are going up. So that's what we do here in the States. We we eliminate almost all possibility for them to get back to normal life, which leads to reoffending. Oftentimes, back to the back to the activity that got them into prison because that's all they've always known. And in in so Norway, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's just, it's just funny. It's not haha funny. It's oh yeah funny. It's the the kind of funny that you realize. That our system is built by a bunch of old farts, old white farts that were bullies. And they've been doing this shit for God knows how many years. And we're realizing this because there are other countries that are first world and very similar to us. That they have. They have like absolutely zero control of the situation, but then they completely change it. I mean, they literally change it to their advantage. They literally take something that everybody's like, no, 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 you cannot change it. Like, these are bad people. And they're like, well, they're people that fucked up. You know, why don't we just see what we can do with this? We are realizing in this country that if we, we are run by old white farts. I'm sorry to say it. It's just. I mean, well, what do you think the rest of the world is run by? Middle Eastern, old white old farts. farts. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, it's not it's not people. It's the positions that uh, that uh, that can govern. It's the the money and the power that comes with it, the influence that comes with it. It's it's we look at them as people. Sure, old white farts. Easy to say, but then okay, who's running China? The way that they that they govern. Who who's 
running Russia? Who's running parts of South America or Europe? Who are those people? Are they old farts too? It's But the common denominator is often money, power, control, influence. These are very, very powerful. Yeah, these are very you, powerful people. You consolidate, yeah, you consolidate all of them within nations. And I mean, I, I think about the quote of one of the Rothschilds long ago, you know, you give me control of a country's uh, currency and I care not who makes the laws. Think about how powerful of a statement that is and to have recognized such a power so long ago. It, yeah, and it, it's this is this is a bit baffles me sometimes. If a billionaire murders someone, <laughs> they don't go to prison. I mean, you don't even find out about it. No. Is, isn't that what Epstein used to do? Yeah. All those motherfuckers. You know, in that private island of his where, again... Where Pelosi had a few good nights and a few tips. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> tips and drinks. Oh, honey. Yeah. Tips and drinks and tricks. <laughs> then... Uh, and then a snack. Oh yeah, like, to wash it all down. Yes, like those pretzels they give you on the airplane, <laughs> dude. When I find those, I'm like, bro, like, you gotta hoard them. I, I gotta hoard them, man. Like that's like that's like that's what makes a flight is the pretzels. I mean, it makes sense. It's really smart. Get you all thirsty, so you want to buy drinks and shit. Kind of like making. Drugs illegal, but birth control is not. And Viagra, oh my god, dude! The amount uh, of Viagra commercials that are on, and there, there was one that was a, with a child and a mother, and they were like holding hands, and I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with Viagra? You know, and you're like, are you are you trying to say that because the husband now is able to have great sex the night before? His wife and his daughter can now hold hands. And are happier the next day. Yeah, exactly. Happy family, man. You yeah. Know? Just give him 15 years and he'll get cancer. And then we'll shove him up with fucking leukemia and all that garbage. Oh, yeah, we're going to get him then. Yeah. But Just that's what it up. is. That's what it is. I mean, who did we speak to? Well, I can't remember the, the guest, but we we spoke to somebody that, um, that mentioned this. But it's that's kind of part of the problem is uh, they will continue to dope you up all throughout your life um, when they say, hey, we're going to fix you or we're going to fix this. But 10 years from now, you're probably going to have other problems. But don't worry, we'll have something to fix that. <laughs> and it just and you want to talk about a, a domino effect, right? And that is one that is very difficult to stop. And people are very addicted to, you know, solve my headache now, solve my stomach ache now. My broken arm, put it back into place. Two minutes. Do it. Well, I, or I'll fucking stab you. We're not there just <laughs> yet. I mean, you do have to wear an uncomfortable cast for two or three months. It's not. It's not. Of course, I'm exaggerating, but I, I, I know. But we want things fast, and so th that's why uh, pharmaceutical drugs are so great. I mean, it is a miracle, and in, in in our modern time, what can be possible. Uh, if we really needed life-saving drugs. But the incentive is always the uh, underlying greed. That's it. Why are we making Why are we making this drug that can potentially save lives? Because we're going to make a fuck ton of money. 
That's why, Jake, shut the fuck up <laughs> and get to manufacturing. Yeah, Jake, with the From real State Farm, with the real man stand up, with the real man stand up. I mean, that's <sighs> why else are we making this drug, Jake? Shut see, up. See, this is what they do. They create that. Okay, the the drugs in the counter. All, um, you know, when the you know the the person that went to school and spent a shitload of money to become a pharmacist, and they give you, that's good for you, but but that stuff they talk about, like you know the the, the mushrooms, you know, like the shit you don't put in your eggs in the morning, like no 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 no, you don't touch that shit. It's like that's bad, and I'm like, who the fuck are you to tell me what's good and what's bad? What do you know? I mean, they have, have you tried it? No. They have textbook. Uh, they have textbooks. <laughs> that's what they know. I mean, I think that's a probably by a, a fascist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Seriously, though, man. Um, so all of these problems plague our society. It's going to continue to be a problem. We have morons in positions of uh, legislation. Um, haven't gotten his diaper order yet. Please get his diaper order yet, please. So, Biden, Biden, he hasn't gotten his diapers yet. We haven't been able to have a good show yet. Usually gets on screen and we get a good laugh. I sometimes make a little tinkle and just, just mm, well, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been watching, I haven't been following. I, I, I can say this is that, um, at it's, times, it's, 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 look, it's it was more, it was more entertaining to watch Trump. Yeah, it was because it's much more embarrassing to to watch and listen to Biden because the the nonsense that comes out of his, especially in the early weeks and months, like as if he was just trying to like settle into his job. I mean, you were vice president before, but they didn't really let him talk too much back then either. You have to go back. You may not remember. You're still a little young. You may have not cared about these things. But if you go back and you realize like they hardly ever let this motherfucker say a word. As vice president. Why is that? Could it have been cognitive decline starting from back then compared to now? You know, it's it's worsened. But, hey, orange man bad. It's, <laughs> it's, it's weird. We had uh, we had one president that didn't go to um, didn't go to college. Uh, he was the last president, actually, which was Teddy Roosevelt. And Teddy Roosevelt was a very weird president because you know everybody, you know how we all love our, our uh, you know natural parks all over the country, you know Yosemite and I love them. Yeah, well, it's thanks to Teddy Roosevelt he created all the legislation and all that shit to make those state parks. And I'm like, I think that's like a really cool thing a president did. And like, that's the last cool thing we've had in like a hundred years. <laughs> in a century. <laughs> I guess so. I, I mean, that, that's that, a really it, good accomplishment. It, like that's it's a, to protect those lands. It is beautiful. It's beautiful lands, man, all across the nation. There's so much yeah. beauty. Um, and of course the habitats, I mean, they're, they must have, he must've understood something enough to know that, Hey, we should protect this because um, guess what? A lot of our our natural sciences, right? Plant sciences, they they come out of these State uh, parks. Uh, yeah, these ecosystems. So if if we destroy everything for the sake of like building up horizontally and then 
once we've run out of land, okay, build up vertically, become like fucking Tokyo or something. Um, uh, we're not going to be left with a lot of resources. I think. No. He he may have seen something about it that that told Imagine. him, hey, to, maybe he had a fucking dream. I don't know, man. All I all I wish though is. Imagine if we had someone like that with that much power in the 60s and maybe possibly like in the 70s. Dude, like the research that would have been on psychedelics, on drugs entirely. I mean, our society might have looked very different. Just think about how different it is because of what Teddy Roosevelt did. I, I, is, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hoping for for better is is difficult um it's it it should have been pretty clear draining the swamp failed and that it's much fucking deeper than you could have ever imagined yeah so that that should be a scary thought for all citizens forget about what side you're on realize that there was some serious problems from both sides that are questionable and that uh it goes so deep uh it's dangerous but again if we're if we're if we're to look at this broader picture of what um the old american dream used to be uh is it was during a time that things were uh improving so yeah, there were some challenges. I think there was uh, the oil crisis, fuel crisis of the seventies. Seventies, yeah. Yeah, the stock market crash in the eighties. But I mean, uh, those those things are. I think they just happen. They happen. Um, you can't control every country through the IMF, but you no, try. you can't. You try, but the that that dream, though it's changed over the years, has become difficultly un uh, difficultly unattainable. We do see, and it's a pattern that always happens throughout history, when there's a break in the system, which right now we have a tear in it, and they're trying to repair it. I'm just letting everybody know there's a very massive tear in the bubble of the system right now, and massive. it's getting bigger. Very massive. Massive. But whenever it's, not, there, it's not a tumor. <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever, there's, whenever there is that break – you have those people that get through the cracks. Sometimes it's an organization. Sometimes it's a, um, a person speaking out their rights. They go out and they destroy everything that these crappers are trying to hold on to. I mean, we well, <laughs> could throw out examples. We had Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, John Lennon, uh, Gandhi, which is another great example if you want to go international. Well, I'm not going to get into whole we should, we things about his on. life. We but should, but just him and, and him and him himself to have people like this alive. They broke the system. They saw the crack. They went right through, and they shattered everything around them. And then everything had to change because people were like, well, "We don't want to live like that." But but we don't want to live like that. But 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 we but you have to change it, and it had to be changed. And it took a lot of time. It took a lot of time. And look where we are now. But even with all that time, the change was just not, uh, just didn't, didn't have the effect 
one would hope for, right? So some of the things that you're talking about are more social. I'm not, but talking, on the, I'm not talking cultural. I'm talking mainly as a society. Yeah, how I know. we function in the system. But uh, but then I want to show the separation to give you an example, so you can see uh, both of these sides. You have these social impacts that these individuals had around the world and uh, within the country. Uh, but then you have this other side that uh, runs the world with finance. And though bankers, re the reason why uh, the the changes in the in society aspects, though they came because of the immense influence that these individuals had on the world through their ideas, um, those social changes came, and and it did pave the way for a lot of things to improve. But on the flip side, the thing that hinders and continues to hinder everybody um, who's not in that 1% are the, the world of finance and the, and the web of how all of this shit is connected. And it literally, though for the few that can navigate those waters, my hat's off to you, but the majority can't. And when things collapse, like they have, uh, like in what we're going to be experiencing probably shortly uh, in this next recession. I mean, we're already in the midst. The uh, Wall Street isn't showing it yet, but uh, it'll, it'll probably happen uh, more than likely. Uh, all the indexes, everything will probably start coming down pretty hard. Uh, some of these things already have. If you look at Netflix and you look at some of these other uh, companies, they've already burst. Uh, there's actually now also a popcorn shortage. Ah, we don't need popcorn to survive, right? No, I, but I'm. We just but, need Facebook. But what? And but just look at the just look at the little glimpses. That, that's the, that's the thing is to build a picture. Sometimes you just need a little bit of pixels, like with the baby formula, yeah. with the popcorn, with the cars. <laughs> you know yeah. now it. You know now it moved from microchips. Now it moved to processors. Before it was microchips. Now it's processors. It's yep. just little. And I'm telling you, it is is just it keeps on bursting. Uh, part of what like why that's happening and what you're describing is that um, China is still in lockdown. We don't hear about it. So production has not come back to full capacity yet for the rest of the uh, for the, for the rest of the world uh, who sources China for goods, which is fucking everybody. And it's virtually for fucking everything. So that's one of the reasons uh, it's not talked about, but they had another outbreak of COVID and it's, and it, and I guess it spread to the point where it freaked uh, their government out and they shut everything back down again. And it's been like that for several months. Now I don't have any new updates, but as of several months ago, that's what had happened. And so, yes, we're going to continue seeing shortages across the board. Um, just because of that. But I mean, look at, uh, you know, like I was talking about that group in British Columbia. There's a lot of research groups now that are working on plan. I mean, they've been talking about this even on like the decriminalization drugs, like their campaigns of restructuring and how they're viewed. And there are countries even in Europe, not America, because America is just fucking st stuck in the past. But 
There are countries in <laughs> Europe that are thinking about accepting these procedures, viewing drugs differently, seeing them as, oh, if they're cleaned, you know, less death, less issues, less crime. All right. So it, I dig it. it. It's slowly happening. And I mean, a, I don't, you know, crimes will change. Of course it'll change. Just like when we no longer use currency, people are like, well, how are we going to live without currency? There'll still be problems. Just won't be the same problems we had before. Typically it's true. Yeah. Typically very true. Just new problems. Some of the old ones might be solved, but I mean. People would have I... to work harder if there wasn't any money, though. That's another thing. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it, it makes the it makes an economy turn. The to be able to have something that is uh, cohesive and that can be traded. And it's, yes, it's as light as paper, in this case, currency. It helps tremendously. Um, but there's just a lot of greedy people out there. The, the, the collapse of markets causes problems too. Um, the fact that we're seeing issues with, uh, let's say, uh, production of goods and um, the delayed deliveries of them across the globe, that's having all these effects and it'll continue to. Um, makes me wonder exactly what uh, Bill Gates knows that uh, he's been speaking for a decade or more that uh, it'll only get worse from here. Elon, why? Has, spoke why? Yeah, Elon, why? Has, Elon has spoken about this before, and I think it's a reality of our future. Space. Yeah, Space will change a lot of things because I've heard this before many times. How on earth are we going to build anything in space when we still have dollar signs? It's impossible. It's just going to keep getting inflated with as much reusable rockets as you want to create, as much autonomous AI systems there's still going to be dollar signs. So there's constantly going to be a limit. What I think is going to happen is what we think of greed will change. It'll change to be greed of knowledge. And People resources, and man. And resources. They will yeah. want to be the control of all of psilocybin. They want to be control of all combustion fuel. They want to be control of all gaseous gases. But in a way... There's no you, – you can't fall on money to protect yourself. You have to be able to build your own protection. Ah, you know, that's and – that, and that leads me to the new American dream. And it's, and it's kind of sad. Oh, we, do we need a drum roll? We and it's get, kind of – We need yeah, like we, a sound mixer or something, yes, man. Yes, we, we should get sound effects, you know, so we can do fart sounds and, and – and, Belching and you know queefs. Oh, and like hitting, <laughs> hitting a joint, and or yeah, like a hit, hit, hitting yeah. a bong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I already making, told you. Yeah, we're I making, told we're, you about that. Yeah, we're gonna make Lost and Groove a little bit more fun. Just bear with us a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah. well, you know, an idea that uh, I had tossed, and uh, I feel like um, we'll eventually find the right mixer, mm. the right group of sounds that we can uh, give Dave. The, uh, the controls to and 
full oh, range, I don't, to, I don't full range think, to push them. I don't think you want me to do that. <laughs> because there's going to be a lot of buttons being pushed throughout the podcast. <laughs> so this new so this new American dream, you yes. know, is not it's not a is nothing as good as the old one. And it is a different time, right? So for now, though there are many fortunate enough people that um, that can earn a lot and provide a lot for themselves, even for some of those, we are seeing very similar behavior from. So this new dream is about sustainability, but sustainability of yourself. How are you going to live in this world where things are really um, where prices of things are outpacing your income? So there, I've seen a lot of YouTube channels, people showing off, uh, not the right word, but basically documenting their experience of living out of a car by choice because um, rent is too high. And that's the only reasonable thing they can do uh, to save lots and lots of money. And then they share their stories of exactly uh, the obstacles that uh, created a lot of problems for them, right? Getting a job without a residence. How do you do that? They expect you to put a residence. You live somewhere, don't you? And that's just one. That's just one problem. You so can the, get, You can get a P.O. box. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, if it's acceptable as a residence, it may not be. But broader picture, understanding that this all comes from a great desire to survive and to build sustainability. How, I mean, how else do you live? You have to live with less. Yeah. I, I, You know, I've said this before. George Carlin said this. We are individuals. The issue grows when you have groups. When you take even two people and you create a group, that's where you have the problem. Special we interest, can, yeah. We can be... A society, we can be a collective. I didn't, not a group, a collective. Yeah, not a corporation. Not a corporation of individuals that have their own perspective, but we can channel our views and thoughts. I may not agree 100% with that view. I agree with you maybe a little bit on that. That's fine. We don't have to agree with each other. We have this thing in our brain like, oh, we have to agree. No, you don't. You yeah. don't have to agree with the person right next to you. But at least listen. And hear what they have to say. That's it. That's, you know, that's, uh, that's how you have productive conversations. So I, I have to agree that special interest of groups that have come together over a century um, are most certainly driving a lot of the, the lawmaking that we see it has for a long time. And it's not always favorable to the average person, but it's not meant to be. That's why they're special interest groups. They make sure it's favorable for themselves and it may trickle down. Little but, by little. Yeah, but it's a it's a serious problem that uh, everyone's 
probably having to face. I see all these people leaving. I see all of these homes up for sale in Los Angeles, all across this uh, this uh, hot ass valley right now. It's freaking hot. Um, and they're leaving for what reason? To seek sustainability, to survive with whatever they have save what little they have left after this uh, two years of uh, fucking nightmare that we've been through. Um, and they're going somewhere else where maybe the laws are a little more favorable too. that, that are des- designed in a sense to protect their citizens. Right now, what we have here isn't that. You're not protected here. I mean, and even if you trying to protect yourself right with firearms look at the issues that we're seeing with firearms they don't even want us to protect ourselves i understand what's going on uh and uh the ramifications of what's going on in these schools i've read the stories i've i've heard of what's going on but you can use anything as a weapon and a good example of that is this fucking guy run runs into a hospital here on ventura boulevard a few days ago and kills like two people, two or three people, stabs a few others. So that wasn't a gun. It's not the, it's not the weapon. Cause it's just an inanimate object. Right. And it, it goes back to the same thing with drugs where it's just a mushroom. It's just, yeah, a, it grows wildly. Yeah. And it, it's just, a, it's just a plant, but it's the person Again, the individual, all right, everybody, we're in class, the individual <laughs> that makes the choice of what they're going to do with the flower, with the mushroom, with the plant, and with that, the meth. But Yeah. <laughs> we're going to smoke the meth, man. But, Come on, Jimmy. <laughs> Let's go, Jimmy. <laughs> get some meth. Yeah, man. Give <laughs> me Yeah. We gotta be careful. We gotta be We're nice to our. Gacked out tonight. We gotta be nice to our South Carolina uh, listeners. <laughs> we love you. We uh, Trump. Yeah, yeah. We Jack. love Trump. Yeah, Trump. <laughs> Any of you have ever heard that? You know what that sound is. Sound so, effects, man. We, yeah, no, it's, it's the sound you make when you snort meth, and it's like so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I literally just vaped, and it was just. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's nasty. Dave has no experience with meth. No. Thankfully. <laughs> well, I think so. Yeah, no, you're no, probably no, fine. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. You have an apartment. You got a nice camera. You got nice things. You have You have your teeth. For now. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but seriously, like these are all the problems we're facing and yet um, the, the changes to address them are so slow because uh, you know, I, I, I say to myself, wow, they're incredibly smart or they're incredibly stupid. Oftentimes they're incredibly smart. So, you know, stupid people don't get into positions of power. Man, I mean, maybe there's exceptions uh, to the rule, but yeah. yeah, there's exceptions to the rule, but generally, Definitely. but generally, if we're looking at the full spectrum of of people with influence, power, money, and access to anything uh, anything substantial, uh, they're they're not dumb people. So, why are we 
sitting on some of these issues and not doing what we need to be doing? Um, why is it so slow going to address some of these things that uh, including including the fact that look at this new as I as I you heard it here first, this new American dream to, to live sustainably where you have enough and you're not uh, fucking dying every month to come up with two grand or three grand for just rent. Yeah, and it's just, there's no reason, there's no reason why somebody shouldn't have a roof over their head. I'm sorry, like, there's no reason for it. I mean... Why do we have, we have plenty of land, right? We have plenty of land, and you know what, like, they're people. I get it, like, they've gone through fucked up shit, alright, I hear you. We all do. Yeah, maybe some people need help, but some of us do need help. Yeah, you know? I mean, hey, just I need help, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need help. I mean, it's we we all could use some help. So let's turn that motherfucking printer back on and start sending some more stimulus checks, please. Yes, please. I, I haven't got any of my stimulus checks, so can I get a little? You know, I, I never got <laughs> one. By the way, they never gave me not one stimulus check. That's bullshit, dude. Why is that? Because they killed my dad and they didn't want to. It's not a good enough no, reason. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not a good enough reason for them to have withheld it. I mean, if you're paying your taxes every year, they already had your W-2s. Dude, I pay enough, ta- I, yeah. I pay enough taxes. <laughs> well, let's let's, you know, let's succeed with this podcast and all your hard work. To, uh, to grow it and all the art, artistic work that you do and editing and everything, make it successful so you can say you have a business and write off most of your expenses and then you pay less taxes. Yeah, and walk up on stage wearing bell bottoms and be like, listen, it shakes and wiggle. Now let's boogie. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will be pretty high. See, I... I always love cracking jokes about this, and it is it is just hilarious because there's some people like they're like still stuck in that mindset. They're like talking about drugs, like you know, like tripping, you know. I'm like, yeah, what are you yeah, a degenerate? Yeah, yeah, like like what's wrong with you? You've never heard that before, and they're like, no, like you don't talk about that. I'm like, why not? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, sure, nobody's gonna go around talking about it. But everybody's high. Everybody. Everybody. You know it. You, on the other end, listening right now, those Apple earbuds in your ears, we know you get high. And you, the people that wear sweatpants and hoodies to work, we know you're doing a little bit of crack in the morning. We know that you uh, (laughs) you drink your coffee and it's lukewarm and you hate it but because you're tripping on crack you got to keep it in when you go in the office so right shout out to you people so don't come near me next time you're in the elevator please (laughs) well that that pretty much concludes the you know this segment it's a rough reality for everybody uh to have to contend with to have to face um, the sooner you face it, the, uh, the better it can be because you start making better choices. Uh, choices are a big part of it. 
Yeah. What can I say? Uh, some of these things you don't have a choice for, but the things you want to consume that new, you know, that new iPhone that you want, uh, all these things uh, for, for the sake of stability and sustainability for your own life, these things are not going to be uh, not going to do anything for you. You know, ever, like look at a lot of futuristic like TV shows made now, like of sci-fi in the future. Do you ever notice something about them in the future? They don't. They don't got iPhones. They don't have laptops. It's because it's implanted in their brains. Yeah. <laughs> that's we went, that's probably why. Two point oh. Yeah, that's that's Neuralink's uh, fucking uh, chip that goes in your brain and gives you superhuman strength and you yeah, know man. gives you a huge fucking uh, increase in your dong by three inches. Sometimes four, but it depends on the night. But I think... When, how deep do you want to go? <laughs> how deep do you want to go? <laughs> I, I think what we've learned from poverty and the criminalization of drugs, if you got to fix the problem, we got to first look at the new American dream. So with that, we love you people. I probably won't remember half this shit, but... We love you. I'm going to say that again. And maybe we'll see you next week. I don't know. Possibly. Who knows? We'll see. All right. See you. We have reached the end. Well, not really. It's just the end of the podcast. We really appreciate your support, listening, and our guests that come on that share their incredible stories. Be sure to check out our description box. We have social links where you can find us all over the place. And also our other podcast, Jam Bam with Mike and Dave. So here's to next week on Lost in the Groove. Yeah.